about 15 shares already on Facebook for a month. And Uncorrected Timber, I declare this is the month, this is the season, this is the time, this is the breakout time, this is time for manifestation. Hallelujah. So we did, we decided we've been, every month we've been declaring and writing a new chapter over our lives. January was Jubilee January. We were favored in February. Uh, miraculous March. Amazing Life April. Momentum May. Just do it June. Jehovah Jireh July. Apple of His Eye August. And this is Stretch Out September. Amen. We're stretching out. We're reaching out. Now is the time. And here's the scripture God gave me Isaiah 54, 2 through 3. Says, make your tent bigger. Amen. Come on. Stretch it out. Underline that. Stretch it out. And make it wider. Do not hold back. Make the ropes longer. You ought to put a circle around. Do not hold back. This is not the time to hold back. This is the time to drink, to not just dream big, but to act big. Amen. Act big on it. Amen. Because God is there to, to bring the harvest, to bring manifestation. It's a time for manifestation and birthing. We talked last week about not. You know, getting to the time when it's time to birth. There's a scripture that talks about how the women came to birth and had no strength to bring them forth. Mm-hmm. So we got to make sure that we have strength. Amen. This Amen. is the time to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. So do not hold back. Make the ropes longer and it stakes stronger. Strengthen yourselves. We talked about strengthening <clears throat> ourselves last week. Because you will spread out to the right and to the left. Mm. So we put the definition for stretch. Something able to increase without tearing or breaking. Amen. Blessed are the flexible because they'll bend and not break. Right? Yes, Amen. We got to be flexible. Increase without tearing or breaking. Extend. Reach out. Outstretch. It means an expansive area. Leaving the back stretch and coming into the home stretch. We talked about how, you know, Paul calls this a race. Yes. They were in a race and we're running a race and we ought to run like there's only one prize and like we want to win. Amen? Amen. And so when you start out on a race on a horse track, you know, you get all the way here. The starting line is here in the middle of the racetrack. It's kind of oblong. The starting line is here and you go around this way. This is called the back stretch back here because it's furthest away from the finish line. So, well, actually right here is the finish line. But, we, but you see what I'm saying? Right yes. here. Amen. You see, when you think of this year as being a year, we're right here. Yes. In September, we've come out of of the back stretch of summer and we've turned the corner into the last few months of the year. We're turning the corner. We're coming around here to what's called the home stretch. Yeah, and this yeah. is where you kick. This is where they kind of hold the horse back all the way around to here. But yeah. right here is where they give him his reins, kick, whip, do whatever they got to do to get that horse across the finish line. Amen? So right now, that's where we are. It's time to kick. It's time to whip. It's yes. time to get the horse It's time to give it all you got. Amen? Amen. It's time to give it gas. So that we can uh, come into this, this home stretch and across the finish line, having done all we can do uh, to, for God's manifestation of what he wants to do in this season. Amen? Amen. All right. It means the last part of a race, the kick. And God always says the best, or, or the kick, you always say your best runners for the last. So I declare we're the best. Amen? Yes, amen. It means number three, get ready. Prepare for increase. Prepare for what you've declared. Mm, come on. What you've been declaring all year long, amazing yes. life. You've been yes. declaring he's Jehovah Jireh. You've been, been declaring just do it. You've been declaring momentum in your life. Yes. Now this is the season for manifestation, to prepare for what you've declared. And it's time to accelerate, okay? Yes. Amen. All right, Amos 9.13 in the message. This is a new scripture this week. Amos 9.13 says, yes, indeed. It won't be long now, God's decree, 
Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Amen. This will be a month of birthing, coming forth. I want you to look on the back of your note sheet because I found a word from God that Pastor Bridget shared on her Facebook. And we read this last week, but I don't think it's a bad idea to read it again. And that, I put that on there so that you could confess this over yourself. This is a month of birthing, coming forward, forthcoming, coming into your own. Manifestation, development, progress, supernatural fulfillment, maturity, advance, to close, disclose, this educe, I'm not sure that means to bring out or develop, elaborate, emerge, enlarge, expand, get, grow, increase, mature. There's that word again. You know, anytime God says something twice, we've got to pay attention. It's the time to mature, obtain, open, result, unfold. Work out. This will be a month where ideas you've only had internally will unfold into the natural. The unfolding of ideas. The unfolding of increase. The unfolding of intelligence. The unfolding of manifestation of your faith. In Jesus' name. And that was Apostle Jennings that said that. So you need to declare this is a season of unfolding, a season of manifestation on your life. All right. Last week we talked about being strong and and strengthening ourselves so that we're ready for this month. to, To... Bring forth what God wants to do. So this is a time that, you know, we kind of think about maybe just coasting on into the to the finish line. You could be tempted to just finish out this year by just coasting. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not what we're doing. God mm-hmm. is saying this is a time to really um, finish the race with endurance, yes. with strength. Hebrews 12, 1 and Amplified, look what it says. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight. And that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. New King James Version in verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, the key verses here are, let us run with patient endurance, it's time to run, and look him unto Jesus. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. So we look to him for the strength that we need. All right. Now let's talk today about kingdom boldness. God impressed upon my heart um, to talk about boldness. And then when I was on the uh, conference call with Bishop last week, that's the very thing that he talked about was boldness. It was this week, actually. He talked about kingdom boldness. So let's look what boldness is. Boldness is willingness to take risks. And act innovatively. It means confidence or courage, appearing strong, to be sure and to trust. That's pretty powerful right there. Yeah. Willing to, willingness to take risks. Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are what? Bold. 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 As a lion. So there were boldness says courage. Courage and boldness kind of go hand in hand here. But he says that the righteous are bold as a lion. Look at message translation. It says honest people are relaxed and confident, bold as lions. Have you ever seen a, 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 a lion really look uptight? Mm-hmm. When they're not hunting, they just are the most chill. <laughs> right, yeah. They're just peaceful. They just, they, just, they just lay back and they just, they just chill. Yep. Look at Proverbs 30, 30. The Bible mentions lions 150 times, 155 times in the Old Testament alone. Proverbs 30, 30, it says, A lion, mighty of own beasts, who retreats before nothing. He retreats before nothing. So, 
most, most animals rely on stealth to hunt. Yeah. Completely hidden from their prey. They rely on stealth, like a, like a crocodile. Just a little crocodile. He just lays wait in the water, waiting for something to come up and just snatches it into the water. But, but lions are not like that. When, Ryan, when lions get ready to hunt, the male lion will stand up. Yeah. And the male lion will roar really loud. And this roar is so loud and so frightening, you'd be heard up to five miles away. Wow. He announces, hey, it's dinner time. <laughs> so he announces, he's bold about it. He doesn't just, you know, sit back and, and, and try to hide and sneak up. They, they go out and surround whatever it is they're trying to catch and just go after it. They're bold. So they aren't timid or sneaky little scavengers. They're brave and bold, and that's why they've earned the title the king of the jungle. So at the end of the hunt, after, after they've caught their prey, the lions roar again. They're like nature's Chuck Norris. They're tough. So boldness, so God, God compares us to the boldness of a lion. A lion is bold. He gets up and he roars. You know, the, the, the Bible says that that, um, that your enemy, to be sober and be vigilant because your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking someone he can devour. So he goes about like a roaring lion, but we are the roaring lions. Amen. So he's a, he's a counterfeit, always has been, and will try to be a counterfeit. So, so, um, so we have to be the bold people that God created us to be. Amen. He did not author timidity in us. He did not plant timidity in us. That is not who we are. It's boldness. And if you're going to birth, if you're going to pray for it, if you're going to get a harvest in this season, you're going to have to decide that you're going to be bold. Amen. Amen. So, you know, as I look back over my life and uh, started thinking about times that I had to be bold and times that I really made a choice to be bold. You know, even as a teenager, it took boldness to run away and to be on the streets rather than be at home where I was getting my brains beat out. It took boldness to make a to make a decision like that at 14 years old. So I've had a boldness streak, but um, but it, but I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of myself. But even as a person with no education, it took boldness to stand up and believe that I could have a career in photography. Yes. It took a boldness for me to step up and to really even do better than people who were my peers that had gone to college. I mean, God, uh, my boss put me in the camera room to be the number one photographer at Lloyd's here in Houston when there was another girl who worked there who had, who had been to college. I never even finished high school. But I went there and boldly did the best that I could. Boldly did a great job, was creative, listened to what my boss told me and what he wanted me to do. And I always stretched to do a little bit more. I was always bold to be more than just what's required person. I would do a little bit more if I could. And, and, and take a little bit longer, make sure I got a few extra good shots so that my customers would be really happy. He took the girl who was in college and took her out and he said, you're the number one photographer in this Amen. But it took boldness for me to believe that I could and for me to take the steps to actually grow and graduate to that place. It takes a boldness. Boldness. And then it took boldness to leave a very successful career in photography Amen. to become a pastor. Yeah. I left a business that was making a whole lot of money, <clears throat> left it so that I could become a pastor. And that took a whole lot of a whole lot of boldness. And I think about Elijah and Elisha. When it was time for Elijah to go and anoint his successor, he found Elisha who was plowing with a plow with oxen. And God said, That's the one I want you to go and anoint to be your successor. 
And so Elijah goes over to him and just taps him on the back. And Elisha knows he's calling me to, to follow him and to serve him. And Elisha did something amazing. He did such a bold move. I mean, he, he was a plower. That's what he did. He was a plower. But God had a call in his life to do something else. So he takes the plow and he uses it to make a fire. And he cuts those, those he kills the, those oxen. And he just said, we just might as well have a barbecue right here. <laughs> tailgate party is on, y'all. So they have a tailgate party right there. Burn the oxen, offer them up as a sacrifice. And he's no longer in the, in the plowing business and he's in the ministry. It takes boldness to do something like that. Because yeah. that's what God is talking about, being bold. So as I look over my life, I... I, um, you know, I saw, you know, it took boldness for me to decide to get up and pastor when my heart was broken. Yeah. Come on, pastor. To get up and, and, and the next day go to the church and, 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 just, and decide to pastor when I could. I had every legitimate right to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Every legitimate right to just lay there and pull the covers over my head. Mm-hmm. And people probably would have understood. Mm-hmm. But see, if God had called people to follow me, I had to get up and go leave. Whether I felt like it or not, it was a bold move. It was bold. I had to ignore my emotions. Come on, yes. be bold sometimes. You have to ignore your emotions. You think you're going to be embarrassed. You think you're going to be... Um, you know, that things might not work out. You know, you have to be bold. And that was a bold move to get up and to go and decide, you know, I'm going to ignore my feelings. I can't cry right now. I can cry later. Right now it's time to bust a move. Boldness means you're willing to get up and go bust a move. Amen. Against everything you feel. Yes. Amen. It took boldness to start Acceleration Church two and a half years ago. Yes. It took boldness to believe Amen. that the one who started a good work in me. Is going to finish it. Amen. So what is kingdom boldness? Kingdom boldness is acting with courageous confidence on the word of God. In service, speech, sacrifice, sharing, or in standing. Anchored in trusting the love of God. So it's acting. You ought to circle acting right there. You know, it, it, there comes a time when we've talked about it. We've put it on a vision board. We've declared it. We've believed it. We've said it. There comes a time that you have to actually pull the trigger and do something. Yes. Yeah. So that's what this is. This is a time of kingdom boldness where we're courageous and we're confident in his word, but we're anchored in the love of God. Yeah. All right. Number one, kingdom boldness must be cultivated. I had a sense of boldness that I carried with me into the kingdom of God, but I had cultivated uh, a kingdom Confidence and a kingdom hope, a kingdom boldness. It's been cultivated in my life over the last 24 years. I brought some with me. Come on. It came in in C form. I had some showed up. Come on. But God has cultivated. I've been faithful to show up at the Word. Faithful to show up in His Word. Yes. Faithful to show up and hear the Word coming across the pulpit. Yes. Faithful to preach every Sunday. Faithful, to, you know, faithful to go out and preach. Just faithful. Yes. I've just been faithful. Amen. And God has has developed and cultivated this boldness on the inside of me. Because yes. you know, you stand you stand long enough, mm-hmm. and you get bold, you get bold because you've seen some stuff. Amen. Yes, amen. You've seen some stuff happen. Yes. You see, you've seen all kind of things. You know that. Like, the path is littered with people who didn't make it. Come on. Come on, Pastor. Who gave up. Yes, come on. All along the roadside of this journey that I have been on, some people did not make it. Yes. Some people gave up and some people have quit. Amen. But all the things that I've seen, and all the times I've seen God come through, not just 
for me, but by, but for other people, yes. has made me more bold. Amen. Yeah. But see, we have to stir up those things in our minds. Yeah. Because your default setting is to focus on what's happening right now. Yes. Rather than to focus on what his plan is and what he wants. To see, God wants us to be bold, so we have to rehearse those things over and over in our minds that make us bold. Amen. So there's a trail of boldness, but I've cultivated it. And, and like we sang that song this, this morning, I know who I am. Yes. See, you're bold when you know who you are. Yeah. You've got to know who you are. You have to focus on who you are. That's something you have to, because, you know, life comes at you, and you tend to believe what's happening rather than what God says about you. Yeah, come on. Amen. Amen. You know, taking this new location is a huge step of boldness for me. Because yeah. who's got to sign the paper? Right. Come on now. I got to sign the paper. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I'll be ultimately responsible for it. But you know what? It's not me. It's not about me signing the paper. It's about I heard God. Amen. Yeah. And I have to constantly remind myself, this is a big step, but I was minding my business in the Starbucks line when God said, go over and check out the old location. Mm-hmm. I was expecting people to be there because it was still rented. Mm-hmm. But when I got there and looked at the window and it was empty, my baby jumped. Amen. My yes. spiritual baby. Amen? Yes. Amen. The vision inside me jumped, and I thought, oh, God. Oh, God. You're doing something here. So I have to constantly remind myself, God, you got me out of the line. And sorry, this is your deal. This is your deal. Yes. I'm just walking it out. Yep. So I, turn, I can be bold when I'm It's not my reputation on the line. It's your right. reputation, Lord. Amen. And I'm just walking this out. Yes. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. So, hey, cultivate kingdom boldness through associations. So it's got to be cultivated. So let's look at how we cultivate it. A, cultivate kingdom boldness through associations. Did y'all get that already? Did we already have it up? It's just a one and a one A. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do y'all already put that down? Yeah. No, so, okay, yeah. Sorry. Y'all don't need to be, act like you're right. <laughs> y'all just staring at the screen. <laughs> Okay. Right. Thank you very much. I'll be a pest. All right. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 6.12. All right. So kingdom associations cause you to be bold. So Hebrews 6.12. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So I need to have some associations of people with people who are inheriting the promises of God. And we inherit those things just because it's the will of God that we would inherit the good things in the earth. It's the will of God that we would live an abundant life, right? The will of God is not automatic, right? We have to go after it. So we need some people who are willing to use their faith all around us. And we need to set our eyes on them. And the Bible says imitate them. See how they do it. So imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So when we associate with people of faith, it rubs off on you. It's contagious. I never, ever get tired of hearing Bishop's stories. Even though I've heard him over and over, I've heard him tell, I've seen the picture of the raggedy building with the, with the blue doors. I've seen that picture so many times I can't count it. But I'm telling you, it encourages me every time I see it. Even though I've already heard, I already know it. And so y'all might feel like, you know, I've heard Pastor Sally's stories over and over again. But I hope it encourages you. I, I encourage myself to keep telling them, like, but they've heard that. And then I remind myself, I hear bishops over and over. Mm-hmm. And this association is very precious. Amen? Amen. Because it causes us to cultivate boldness when we see somebody else walking in the promises of God. So... You know, I remember when Bishop built the, the, the superstructure. Anybody else remember that? When Bishop built the superstructure? Kevin, I know you remember it. Yeah. You remember? 
Pastor, you remember when we built the 500 seat, 5,000 seat superstructure? God told him to build that thing and dedicate it without a mortgage. In other words, you're going to build it cash all the way. He could have gone to any bank and gotten a loan for it, but God wouldn't let him. He had to obey God and do what God told him to do. God said, I want you to build it and I want you to dedicate it at the strategy conference without a mortgage. And the banks would come to him and say, we want to loan you some money. He said, you don't know how bad I want, you to, I want to let you loan me some money. He said, but I can't disobey God. God said to dedicate this building without a mortgage on this particular date in October. So that day kept getting closer and closer to God. They were believing the money in every single week. Because God needed him to exercise his faith so everyone else could see it. Yes. So we could see him exercising his faith. And I watched him do it. I'll never forget. There was less than a week. I think it was just a few days before it was time to dedicate the building. And they called all the churches that were around and said, bring all your members and have them all bring their vacuum cleaners so we can all vacuum this place and get it, get it ready for church. So we brought our vacuum cleaners over. The bishop had just gotten off the jet. He had been preaching the night before. It was the next morning, and he's still in his church clothes from the night before. And he's standing there holding a Whataburger bag and a Whataburger cup. And he's just looking like this. Because it looks like in the natural, there's no way they're going to get finished. No way. And, and in the natural, there was no way. In fact, the guy who was putting the ceiling in, it would take three weeks to put the entire ceiling in. They had less than a week to put the ceiling in. So, you know, the thing, the drop ceiling that holds the ceiling tiles, that has to be in or you cannot get, you cannot get um, your permit to, to, to occupy the place. So he had, it was a, a week to get it finished. He had three weeks worth of work left to be done. And the guy saying, it can't be done. The guy who's doing the ceiling, he tells the general contractor who works for Bishop Hilliard, he said, it can't be done. There's no way it's going to happen. We're not going to be able to get it finished. He said, you're fired. Mm. Now, you've got less than a week. To get the work done, and you just fired your people who put your ceiling in. So he calls Bishop. He said, Bishop, I just fired the ceiling people. He said, what? <laughs> you said, what? He said, what are you going to do? He said, Bishop, I'm going to do what you taught me to do. I'm going to stand in faith. Amen. So the word got out that they needed ceiling people. And ceiling companies started coming from everywhere. They ended up with three crews working 24-7 around the clock for that last week. And they got the ceiling put in. At the last minute, the night before. The night before. They're supposed to have church the next, the next day. The inspector comes. Bishop's sitting on the back row just praying. While Larry... The contractor's walking around with the inspector looking at everything. He's red flagging this, red flagging that. Stuff that just last minute stuff. They thought I had it all done. Last minute things. The guy said, tell you what. You tell your bishop, go on and have this meeting this week. Go on and we'll talk about these other things. We'll get done with this meeting. So the favor of God shows up. See, I've got faith. When I look at that, I, this is just a little storefront for something we're moving into. It's a big deal for us. Yeah. It's, it might as well be a 5,000 seat yeah. I remember one time I needed $130. It might have been, a, well, it's been $130 million. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, 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 yeah, we're, we're going to move in, and I'll hire his architect. Amen. Yep. Yeah. I met with his architect at 7211 FM 1960 this week yeah. and walked her through it. She said, oh yeah, Pastor, we got this. Mm-hmm. Right. This is no problem. We can, do, we can do this. I'll show you how to do it. And so I wrote her a check so that she can walk, walk us through the entire process and get it done. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But see, it's because I associate with Bishop. Now, associating with his, his architect, I don't know if there's 
architect. Right. I want somebody who knows how to walk by faith. Yes, yeah. amen. It comes down to it. If you need to slip off and pray in tongues while they're while they're inspecting, do what you got to do. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, these kingdom associations cause you to be bold. Amen. All right. So, um, his faith or their faith, other people's faith, sharpen ours. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another." So you see one man walking in faith, it causes you to want to walk in faith. Amen? So we need to associate with faith giants. So that's why we're going to the Strategies Conference. Yeah. We'll be in that very same building I just told you about. Exciting, huh? So it's October 23rd through the 27th. Y'all mark that down and you put it on your note sheet right now. October 23rd through the 27th. And this year I've already registered us. I've already paid our money. I already registered us. I registered us a month early this time. Yes. And, and normally you can take 10 leaders. This year, we're taking 20 leaders. Amen. Right. So you don't have to be a leader. They've opened it up for everybody to come to this conference. It's not just leaders anymore. It's for everybody. Any, anybody and everybody who wants to come is, it can come to this conference. And I'm telling you, it is going to be amazing. If we had 25 people go to this conference the other night, I know we can get 20 to 25 oh, to go yeah. to the Strategies Conference this year. Oh, yeah. All right? So um, get with Jennifer. And give her your name and let her know that you're going to want If you don't contact her, she's going to contact you because we're going to get y'all there. Amen? It's so good, though. It's so good. It I mean, is. It's so good. The worship is good. The word is good. It's on fire. You leave motivated. It's so good. Sorry. Amen. That's good. Thank you for that commercial. All right. All right. B, cultivate kingdom boldness through revelation. So the first one was what? We cultivate kingdom boldness through what? Associations. Associations. Number two is we cultivate kingdom boldness through revelation. through revelation. So we need a flow, a constant flow of revelation moving through us for boldness to trust and obey God. To trust and obey God. Did I put that down as one of your... Okay. Yeah, it's a blank. No, I just hit it because it was on. I had to do it on a, on a double because I was short on time. So I just hit the second one. I promise you. They were looking for the word, right? You yeah. guys were looking for the first yeah. word, right? Amen. See? Okay. We say this all the time, but I put it down. I want you to put a big box around this entire part on your note sheet. A big box around repetitive information births my belief system. And my belief system dictates my behavior. In other words, I'm only going to act on what I really believe. And I'm going to believe what I hear on a repetitive uh, basis, on, a, on a, over and over again. Amen? We've talked about that. You know, that's why they play commercials over and over. They don't just play it one time. They play it over and over again so that you'll get it. Isaiah 119. See, we, we need to have boldness. So, did, did I put that keep a full revelation? Well, I know, but it's on the verse. So, if I put it. To trust and obey God. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right, so y'all got that blank? Trust and obey God. Say obey God. Obey God. The Bible says in Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, underline obedient, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now see, obey, when we hear that word obey, it just feels like don't do this or don't do that, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, but that's not what it means. Obey means to step out. It, it means to stretch. Obey God means you are released and commissioned to step out on the word. Okay. There it is. Did you just now put it down? Just now. Okay. Just now. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going flow today. Sorry. All right. Did y'all get that? Obey means you are released and commissioned 
to step out on the word. You're released. You've been released to step out on the word. Yes. You've Amen. been commissioned to step out on the word. Amen. Now, there's two different kinds of word. The first one is the logos. The logos is the written word of God, the Bible. Amen. This is the written word of God. This Amen. is what he's already said. It's not just any words in a book. The Bible says that it's, it's alive. And powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. It goes out. He says this word will not return void, but it goes out and accomplishes the thing for where he sent it. So, so the Bible is the logos. It's the written word of God. The promises of God. You might say it's the promises of God. But it's the logos. Amen. Amen. It's the written word of God, the Bible. Alright? So you can find the promises of God in here. For example, healing. Isaiah 53, 5 says, By his stripes... We are yeah. healed. We are healed. And see how God says it like it's so? Yeah. Yeah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. say so. Let the weak say. Let the poor say. Okay, so we, we have to say what the what the what the logo, so the written word says. We can step out on it and release our faith. Now 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 faith comes by hearing, but it's released by the words of our mouth, right? Yes. So you know, um, for an example, for healing, when, you're, when you want to you step out on this Logos word, because it says it in Isaiah 53, 5, and by His stripes we are healed, yes. you know, you have, to, you have to, there has to be a stepping out with it. Yeah. Kenneth Hagin. <clears throat> Kenneth Hagin was a giant in the faith world. A giant. But when he was born, he was premature. They actually set him aside, expecting him to die. He was so premature. And when, when they heard him breathing and gasping for air, the child lived, but he was crippled. He was sick and crippled and could not get out of the bed. He grew into, you know, a young man and was sick and in the bed, and somebody took care of him all the time. Well, he could read, and he began to read the Word, and one day he read this scripture, by his stripes you are healed, or we are healed. He said, are, are healed. Mm-hmm. Well, if that says you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, yeah. then that means I'm healed. Amen. Yeah. And if I'm healed, I need to get out of this bed. Amen. Even though he physically could not get out of the bed, his faith began to work for him. Amen. When he said, he said that enough, by stripes I am healed, until he said, well, if I'm healed, then I'm healed. At what point do I, does it manifest? And it was the moment that he decided to get out of the bed. Yeah. And it said it took him all day long to get to the edge of the bed. Amen. A whole day. To get to the edge of the bed and get his legs off the bed and to finally be able to stand up. And Amen. he said that he, and when you read his book, he never went to bed sick again. Amen. But it took him believing it and acting on it. See, that's where the power of God meets you, yes. is when you act on it. As long as he lay there, there was no reason for God to like, God's not going to pull you up. The will of God is not automatic. It, it's, it's released whenever we release our faith. And part of faith is at some point you've got to act on it. Yes. So Matthew twelve ten says, Behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And Jesus said to the man, Stretch out your hand. Now Jesus, how are you going to tell the man with a withered with with How are you going to tell him to stretch out his hand? How are you going to tell him to stretch out his hand? But Jesus told him to stretch out his hand. And he stretched it out. And it was restored as whole as the other. Mm. So 
Jesus spoke a word to him and he told him told him what to do and he did it. See, that's a rhema word. A rhema is the spoken word of God. It means utterance. So the rhema, so there's the what kind of word first? Is the written word is what? Logos. Y'all speaking Greek right now. And then the spoken word is the rhema word. It's an utterance. It's God is still, how many of you know God is still talking? Yes. You see, I'm talking when I got out of the Starbucks line and went over to 1960. Yes. God was talking. It was him talking when I was 17 years old. When he told me to get up and go over to the door. God, God is still talking. Yes. Amen. Amen. And sometimes he'll give you a word to act on. In the Starbucks line, that was a word to act on. I felt impressed in my spirit. Did I hear an odd voice? Sally. <laughs> go to 7211 FM. No, I did not hear an audible voice, but I heard that voice right here in my spirit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Wait a minute, you know what I'm talking about. You hear the still small voice of God. First Kings 19:11 says, "But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice." So that's. That we, it's a rhema word for us like that now. But see, it was the same as when Peter was out on his boat and Jesus could see him from the shore and Jesus said they'd been fishing and didn't catch anything. They, had, they were fishing off the left side of the boat. Jesus hollers out to him. He says, put your, put your, um, put your net on the other side. Cast your net on the other side. I said left side. It could be left or right. Whichever side they were fishing on. Jesus said, put, cast your net on the other side. Now see, Peter could have said, not Jesus. If there ain't no fish on this side, there ain't going to be no fish on that side. I've been fishing for a long time, Jesus. You keep the preaching and I'll keep the fishing. All right, Jesus? Okay. All right. You way out there, we out here. But but Peter went ahead and cast the net on the other side. It was a rhema word that he had to act on. And he threw the net on the other side. And the Bible says they caught a whole bunch of big fish. Amen. 153 fish. They counted them. Wow. Because they were big old fish on the other side. But see, that was a rhema word. Jesus knew exactly when and where he was going to send fish to him. Amen? Amen. So you have, to, you have to be willing to step out on that rhema word. God's sending something to meet you. Mm. He's sending something to meet you. Yes. Where there was no fish, he sent fish to meet him. I know I'm preaching good. Y'all look at sleeping on this one. I know I'm preaching good. You are preaching good. I'm good. Receiving it. So it took boldness for me to act on that rainbow word of God. But I knew that God had called me into ministry. It took real boldness to believe it. Enough to sell that studio. Yes. To sell it and hand the keys. This is my baby. I came from nothing and nowhere. And God has set me up. I, I'm giving him the keys. Let go of it. It's not mine anymore. Amen. And trust that God would take care of me. And God has taken care of me ever since then. Amen. Ever since then, I've been in full-time ministry. God has never failed to take care of me. I talked to Pastor Bridget about it first. I got wisdom on I'm not telling anybody, leave your job, go into ministry. Without talking to somebody about it. Amen? amen. I talked to Pastor Bridget. She said, she said, Amen. And she prayed and agreed with me, and that was 30 days later that someone actually walked off with the keys. Amen? Amen. So God's been faithful to take care of me. And you know, um, that's the rainbow word of God, and it takes boldness to obey it, doesn't it, Pastor Robert? Yes, it does. Pastor Robert has heard from God, a rainbow word from God, that he needs to go to Minnesota. 
It is not just for a trip. God's told him to go there and do ministry there. And he's not even clear on everything God wants to do, but he feels strong in his spirit. And that's a man of God. I know he knows how to hear God's voice. Yes. So September 30th, he's headed to Minnesota. He's stepping out boldly. He said, because I've called him. I'm like, hold on. Hold on, Pastor. Are you sure this is God? And we've had several conversations about it. And he's assured me that he's heard from God. It's a rainbow word from God. Now, he's he's stepping out, trembling and trusting. Yes. That God is going to supply his every need. And he's going to get there and be very clear. Yes. We you know, we declare with him open doors. We stand with him. Yes. We're going to send him off with a, with a big celebration. Yes. On September 30th, that'll be his last day. He's going to preach. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God's sending you to go preach. Come on, give us the preach your first sermon here. Amen. Amen. So on September 30th, he's going to preach. Amen. And then we're going to have a big celebration for him over at Las Cucos. Yes. Amen. Don't ever get excited at once. I know. <laughs> so we're going to go over to Las Cucos in Kingwood. Yeah. And eat some, eat some Mexican food and, and celebrate. Our Pastor Robert, I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to cry right now. Yes. What are we going to do? But feed him and make him stay? We're going to send him off with a full stomach. Because you're going straight from here, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I've thought about it. I don't know if I can preach or drive. That's, that's kind of, so I don't know. I'm, it might be the next morning. My, okay. Or either I go to Dallas and then take the rest of the trip. I haven't, th- haven't clarified really? since I'm preaching on that day. I haven't clarified what I'm going to do. If I do, I'm going to stop in Dallas and spend the night. Praise the Lord. Okay. So it takes a courageous confidence and resolve to obey God. So that's what he's doing. So we, But we see it throughout Scripture. People acting boldly in faith. Moses boldly obeyed. Even though he was a fugitive fugitive and wanted for murder, he went right up in Pharaoh's face. Thus says the Lord, let my people go. Boldly. David boldly confronted Goliath. Joshua led the the children of Israel to march around Jericho. And he had to be bold about it. They had to be bold. Joshua was bold. He said, you march around seven times, seven days, once a day, and don't say a word. And on the last day, march around seven times. On the last day, I want you to shout. Now, in his mind, how many times do you think he had to fight off the thought that all he'd hear was crickets? Mm -hmm. After he got through shouting. But could you imagine how that first creak sounded in the wall? When it began to sway and creak, when that wall began to like make some noise, boulders started falling down. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how, how it how it seemed then, you know, to know that you boldly obeyed God and, and see the whole walls fall flat as you obey. Yes. Ooh, think about it. Think about it. And then Shama, Shama stood in the middle of a bean field. And boldly defended a bean field. Just one man against an entire army of Philistines. Esther boldly interceded for her people. She said, I'll go before the king. Even even though it's illegal to go before the king, it means death if you go before the king and you have not been called. She said, I'll go and if I die, I die. Amen. Bold. Amen. Mary boldly gave her consent to get involved with the plan of God to bring Jesus to the earth. So she said, be it unto me according to your word. She was willing to look foolish mm-hmm. to accomplish the plan of God. She made herself of no reputation, which is the same thing Jesus did, Philippians 2, 7. But Jesus made himself of what? No y'all better help me preach this morning. I'm going to wake up. I've been up all night studying to preach, and y'all want to sit back and sleep? I don't think so. Wake up. <laughs> Jesus made himself of no reputation. All right, come on, let's move on to see. What was the first one? A. A. Cultivated. Cultivated. 
is what? Association. Association. B. Revelation. Revelation. C. Impartation. And D is cultivate confidence through the realization of the love of God. You've got to have confidence in His love for you. Yes. First John 4, 18 through 19. You know, the opposite of boldness, the opposite of confidence and courage is to be afraid. Right? Yes. To be timid. To be a coward. Right? So look at this, 1 John 4, 18-19. There's no fear in love. Yes. But perfect love casts out fear. When we know the love of God, we won't be afraid. Amen. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first love. loved us. We've got to get a revelation that he loved me first. Yes. He loved me when I was a mess. Yes. He loved me when I was in my sin. He loved me when I should have been... Taken out like other people have been taken. Some people yeah. didn't make what you made it through. Come on, come on, come on now. So we can stand strong, stand strong and firm because we know He loves us. Second yes. Timothy one seven. Look at this, y'all. It says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind." So Peter and John had a demeanor of boldness. They were two. The two that were closest to Jesus. Remember John referred to himself as that disciple that Jesus loved. He referred to himself. I'm, yeah. I'm the one that he loves. I'm the one he loves. John had a, had a revelation on the love of God. And look at Acts 4.13. It tells us that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. And they realized they had been with Jesus. See they, had, they were bold. It says. You see what it says there? Bold. They were bold. They were bold. And look here, Acts 4.29, a little bit further, it says, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with what? Great, Great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders. So, so they're, they're like, you know, we're being bold to speak your word. Now, God, you stretch out your hand. Yes. And, you know, God loves me too much to let me fail. Amen. He loves you too much to let you fail, Pastor Robert. Yes. You go go to Minnesota and God is going to stretch out his hand with signs and wonders and miracles. And everything you need is going to manifest. Everything you need to get there is going to be in your hands. Yes. Everything that you need when you get there, the doors will be open. The double doors will be open. It will make perfect Yes. But praise God for your boldness to go not fully understanding. You know, that's how Abraham went. He went at a not knowing level. And God said, come on, come out come out from among your people to a land that I will show you. Where is it? You don't need to know that right now. Just obey my voice. And that's what he did. And that's what you're doing. So I declare as God provided for Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham was very rich. So I declare that as God leads you out, you're going to go into a season of, of fulfillment and a season of provision yes. like you've never seen before. A season of overflow. A season of more than enough. Amen. As you go, you know, the Bible says, Jesus told the 70 that he went out, he said, when I sent you, did you lack anything? No. See, you're being sent by him and being sent by him, you will not lack anything. I speak that over you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I know you're going to come back and visit us, son. Amen. If we got to send you a ticket. This Amen. It's my home. <laughs> so any weekend you're not doing something, we need you to come. Uh, in the wintertime? Yeah, when it gets too cold for you, that stuff gets frozen over, we'll send you a ticket. But come on, come on. I'm not on, used to this. I'm coming. Y'all. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Okay? We'll take up an offering. Get you here. Amen. <laughs> 
All right, praise the Lord. 